Welcome to the Get the Funk Out Show. I'm your host, Janine. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, Thanksgiving. Wow. This came up kind of fast, didn't it? Happy Thanksgiving a little early. And a uh, very special show, show this morning. First up, architect for Wolfgang Puck Food Company, Stephen Francis Jones, is joining me. I want to tell you a little bit about him. He's an in-house architect for Wolfgang Puck Food Company, as I just mentioned. He's established one of Uh, Southern California's most iconic brands. And when he founded his own firm, uh, Wolfgang Puck actually hired him to help develop the fine dining ambiance at Spago, Beverly Hills. So he's going to talk about how he got involved in this great business and uh, share his story. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for calling in. No worries. I, I loved reading all about you, and I I want to find out how you found your way into doing what you're doing now. Well, I um, you know I think I've I've always had um, an entrepreneurial bug in me. That's right. um, <laughs> brought up with my dad had his own business as a silkscreen printer and in the kind of art world, and I, I knew that that uh, was a direction I I wanted to do something uh, on my own, um, but. I think, you know, I also had always had a real big passion for architecture and create the whole creative aspect of it. Excuse Uh, me, is that something that you knew at a young age you were driven to go to school for? uh, Absolutely. It was like, you know, I was, I joked that at the beginning it was uh, an easy A because I just happened (laughs) to be good at drafting and and so I just kept taking it, whatever sequential class so I could take just to help my GPA. Awesome. That's um, great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was uh, one of those things that, um, that uh, I got a job early on uh, like when I was uh, just finishing high school uh, working for an architect as a draftsman. And, you know, I loved the environment. I loved the kind of creative process of the whole thing. And, and um, I, was, I was driven, you know. I knew that's what I had to do. It's good to find your passion at an early age. I mean, sometimes that's really hard for some people. Yeah, well, you know, with two kids of my own right now, I can, you know, I can see that it, you know, that it was I was lucky that it uh, that it happened to me at such an early age. And um, you know, I think that when you have a passion and um, and you can, you make a whole life about fulfilling that passion, uh, you know, it is really satisfying. To, to finally be able to get to a point where you can feel like you, you've made it. Right. And it's interesting because a lot of people struggle. They, they go through high school, they get to college, they major in one thing, they, they, they feel confused, they might feel like they've wasted the time 
because that's not really their true calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, um, I'm, I'm blessed. What so, are some of the, the highlights of your career leading up to where you are now? Well, I mean, it's been quite a few highlights. <laughs> I, um, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, lot of turns, unexpected turns, um, that uh, I've made along the way that has turned out to be, you know, uh, the right move, you know, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> um, I had, uh, um, after I finished undergrad in, at University of Florida, I decided that, you know, I couldn't be an architect and live in Florida. I had to go where there was some real architecture. Right. So I moved to Boston. Oh, and beautiful. It, yeah, my, my, my dream was to go to Harvard. I mean, it was, mm. of course, I, I dreamed big. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. So, so um, I moved up to Boston, and um, and I uh, took a couple years off before graduate school. Before I went to, um, before I started applying to graduate school, and I, I applied to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Columbia, and Whoa. UCLA. Ooh, <laughs> so, and, and where'd you get into? I got into UCLA. <laughs> L- let me back up a second. I lived in Boston. I met my husband in Boston. Uh-huh. Tell me some of the highlights for you of Boston then. Oh, Boston, it was awesome because it was, um, you know, I was just finishing school. I just finished undergrad, you know, poor college student. And uh, the first time I was, you know, earning money and living in a, you know, a professional environment, you know, wearing a suit to work, you know, which, you know, up until that point, I only <laughs> wore shorts and T-shirts, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and it was also in a, in a period when the uh, economy in Boston was really turning um, and, um, and it was, you know, I mean, Boston's such a young town, yes. um, that, uh, you know, there was a lot going on and it was, you know, just a, a lot of excitement, you know, the Celtics were winning at the time, you know, All so, right. um, so it was, you know, it was, um, it was a really great environment and, um, you know, I really, I really blessed that I was, you know, I caught the wave at the right time and, and that, that whole experience is is something that you know I think has helped build my help build my own understanding of architecture mm-hmm. and um, and the profession. Are there other places that are, have been a strong influence to you as well? Let's say New York or you know other areas. Yeah, well, I mean, I um, I moved to you know once I went to uh, I got accepted at UCLA and I moved out to the West Coast and. Um, and uh, worked for uh, an architect. Actually, I realized that if I stayed a year, uh, I worked for a year before I started graduate school, that I would get in-state tuition. So Perfect. I was fortunate to have, a, to have the economy very robust in the early 90s and um, had multiple off- offers uh, for a job when I, uh, to move out here. That's and I took, I took one of them um, and, um, you know, had a great experience working for a company called RTKL, designing resi- I mean, shopping centers and uh, retail space. So I, it's in, when I was in Boston, I was working on high-rises. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when I came out here, I got another, another building-type uh, retail that I um, got a lot of experience in. And, you know, that was really... Um, you know, well, rounding me off well in terms of understanding the program and the programs of these different building types and how they, how they, it all comes together on a on a large scale. But when I um, when I got to um, when I got to um, uh, start my my graduate work, um, halfway through I decided to go to Italy to oh. study Italian hill towns. So it was a program through the University of Washington, 
And I had um, had a little bit of money saved up since I thought I was going to Harvard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit? You need so a lot. This is where, the, this is where, the, where it turns. You know, you like expect them to have this money for one thing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it turned out, turned out being a blessing in disguise because I was able to move. I was able to um, go to Barcelona. I mean, go to um, Italy and study Italian hill towns for the whole summer, which was just a great, you know, a great experience. You know, a small setting, uh, like eight students that we were up in this hill town uh, outside of uh, Rome called Civita de Bagnoregio. And, um, but then when I, when I was going there, I, I, I realized, before I, was, I left, I realized I was only have like a week before school started again. Mm-hmm. So I decided, well, I, need, I want to be here longer than just, you know, sure. that, you know, a week. You know, right. So um, I decided to try to get a job in, in Europe. And since I speak Spanish, so Spain seemed to be the natural choice. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I, so... I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to. One, my boss that I was working for in LA had connections with this really famous architect named Ricardo Bofield in Spain, mm-hmm. and uh, he, you know, made made the introduction, and um, I uh, sent him my work, and they hired me, and so I got to live and work in Barcelona for a year. Oh, how yeah, beautiful. It was, it was, you know, it was 92, it was right before the Olympics in Barcelona, mm-hmm. and the energy was just, you know, really, uh, the whole city was just a bustling place, and, you know, we were, I worked on some of the, the Olympic uh, venues, and, you know, just, you know, another, you know, happened to be at the right place at the right time. Let me interrupt Similar one second. Let me ask you one second. When you were finding these opportunities, did you have a network of people that would help you, give you ideas, or were you pretty much doing this on your own? I was pretty much doing it on my own. Good you know, for I you. Think, yeah, I, I think, you know, I happened to, you know, I would talk to uh, people about what I wanted to do and made, you know, made a connection like, mm-hmm. the, like the deal with, um, with Barcelona, you know, just talking about it and say, I'm going to do this, and somebody, oh, well, you know, if you're going to do this, I know somebody here that you should blah, blah, blah. You know, so the connections were yes. made. You know what? You really have to open up and tell people what you do or what you want to do because you never know who's going to know somebody. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, being an architect, I think, you know, one of the biggest roles that I do is I'm the connector. You know, I'm the guy who puts this guy with that guy and realize, you know, if I'm going to do a project, I have to think about what I want, how do I get there, mm-hmm. and how I'm going to make the connections between people that can help me along the way to get there or people who specialize in certain things um, that I bring to my team. And um, so I'm really a connector. That's great. Now, we yeah. talked we talked offline. The theme of the show is get the funk out. And, mm-hmm. I mean, who hasn't been in a funk, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you know, have you, has there been a time, we talked about this, where you've been in, a, let's say, a career funk, and how in the world did you get your way out? Yeah, well, I'm, I've been in a few, um, and um, you know they just make you stronger, and they, they it helps you, I think, uh, in the end. But um, you know, when of course when the recession hit in 2008, uh, and my biggest client had canceled six of my projects and left me, and basically left me with no work at all. Oh. Uh, I was, um, you know, that was a pretty devastating point. And it was so sudden too. And it was like you know one day. 
I'm doing fine. The next day, I'm laying off half of my staff um, oh, wow. and, um, and wondering, you know, what the next project is going to be. So what did you do? Yeah, so you know it it um, it was um, it it was you know very trying times of, as I'm sure it was for for many people, but um, you know I think that uh, you know I kept I kept my core people that uh, have been that I needed to uh, be able to make this make it through the through the the, the initial part mm-hmm. of the of the project of the work. And, um, you know, one of my clients uh, advanced the project that was in um, a, the Caruso Center, uh, the Americana um, Shopping Center in, um, in Glendale. Right. And um, so it happened to be, since I was working on that project, that, um, and it was canceled, that the, the, the space that I had been working on uh, was, um, was available for another restaurant to go in. And... Um, you know, Rick Caruso decided to put in a restaurant himself, and um, since I had already been familiar with the project, um, he, you know, hired me to, familiar with the space, rather, he hired me to, um, do, to do the design for, for the new restaurant that he was doing. That, so uh, that ahead. was kind of like the breath of air that I, you know, Good. like, oh, my God, it's something. Right, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> Just when you're in the lowest of lows, like you just think, "Oh no," and then something happens. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, I think that you know, if you if you make it, if you dwell on it too much and you like you let it get you down, um, then it'll bring you down, you know. And if you are, you know, if you you know try to keep positive and you try to um, try to find the, the the bright side of it. Um, then, you know, good things will happen. Um, you know, at, in the end, I kind of look back at this, this, uh, this period as being a, a great um, period for me to basically be able to realize what matters, you know. And, um, and you know, I, I had a, a, a big staff. I had too many people, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, went, I wasn't, wasn't very productive. I spent, you know, a lot of my time just, like, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And, um you know when this you know when this happened uh it al- allowed me to like really you know streamline my whole my work uh process and um to really like m- get things done um with less resources mm-hmm. and so I'm still operating kind of on that way now um uh, with that with that kind of with that ability to and with that you know insight to to be able to know you know how do you know how to how I can get things done um, in a more efficient manner? Yeah, it sounds like you had to really downsize and work on a sparse group, you know, with a sparse team to kind of figure things out. Let me ask you ask you this as well: Do you find that sometimes you just have to step away? I mean, I don't know what you do for a hobby or an outlet, mm-hmm. but do you have things that you do to to step away and kind of regroup? Oh, absolutely. I you know I have. Um, I row uh, in the mornings. Um, wait, I, I, wait, hold on. You're breaking up. What, what did you say? So in the mornings, I I row. Oh. Scholar, yeah, single single skull. And, um, How long you've been doing that? Uh, I've been doing it uh, since college, so twenty two years, twenty two years now. I rode as well at Syracuse. Oh, did you really? I did. <laughs> I did. My freshman year, I didn't have any experience with it, but we all got trained and. 
after a while, it's you you really lose yourself in it. You do. I mean, it's um, you, know, you get out in the water. I, I row. Um, I'm on the water bike like six in the morning, mm-hmm. and I row usually about an hour. Um, but I mean, that's my that's my key time. You know, that's, that's the time great. in the morning when I'm really able to kind of think through my day's um, events and what I need to get done and yes. how, you know, and it's just, and, you know, especially whenever, you know, since I row single, I you probably row sweep. Uh, we had, yeah, we had eight people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, on the single, you can really kind of like get totally in a trance, you know, right. <laughs> because, you know, you're out there and the, it's completely quiet and half of the time it's dark. Uh, and you're like, you know, the, the rhythmic row is, um, is you know, very uh, meditative. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Where, so, do, where do you row? I'm curious. Where, where are you rowing now? I'm rowing at the UCLA Boathouse um, oh, at, in the marina. How pretty. Yeah, no, it's awesome. But my office, I, you know, like my office is in the marina, so kind of on purpose so that mm-hmm. I can, you know, kind of work it into my, my daily routine. Don't you find, I know if I don't exercise, you, you feel kind of like you're off? Yeah, and that's, I, completely. Um, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be able to maintain this and, you know, be, and, you know, it's been a bit of compromise that my wife has graciously allowed me to uh, continue to do. Yeah. Well, you know, I always say to my husband, if I don't work out, I'm not going to be very pleasant. Exactly. <laughs> so you better watch out. <laughs> I always say, like, the minute I stop doing this is the day I start getting old. <laughs> right. I know. I know. It does keep us young, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. No, I loved definitely. it. I mean, it, I remember, though, my spring break, we went to uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and we, we were stuck in a bus for 27 hours. The driver got us lost, but we'd have to get up at, like, 530 in the morning and be on the you know, the lake by six, and we were all dragging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, I, I rode the, with, at the UCLA Boathouse with, you know, all of the other collegiate teams. And, um, you know, <laughs> every year goes by, you know, they used to be my age, and now, you know, now they're my kids' age. <laughs> oh, but I see them out there, and I, you know, you know, getting up early, and I'm like, you know, these guys – getting up this early every single day, you know, before they go to classes and do mm-hmm. this. It's like it really takes a uh, dedication, and, and, uh, and it's, it's good to see, yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. I want to touch on something I just I read in your bio, which, by the way, I posted on getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Uh, you actually were, um, one of your projects was Lucky Strike Lanes in Hollywood. How did that happen? Yeah. That's fun. Well, that. Yeah, that was um, that was a funny, uh, funny begin. I had been working with Wolfgang Puck and a couple, a couple other clients at the Hollywood and Highland um, project in, um, in in downtown Hollywood, and um, I completed a few projects in there. And the last, you know, one of the last spaces available was a basement, um, and uh, a person who um, uh, Stephen Foster who had developed some um, some kind of rock and roll type of uh, bowling game arcades, wanted to do a more sophisticated bowling um, bowling venue that yeah. was more of a kind of nightclub uh, than than a like a game room. Right. And um, so he approached me with the idea and um, and you know of course I was 
at first I thought bowling alley. I don't, you know, I don't do bowling alleys. <laughs> I do <laughs> nice restaurants. <laughs> um, so, but I'm like, you know, he told me about the concept, and I was like, oh, this sounds pretty fun, you know. And, and so, um, so we we were, um, you know, so he hired me to do the initial um, the initial um, design or to do the design, and we were able to get. Um, a, uh, there was a, a bowling alley that um, that where they filmed the big, big Lebowski. Oh yes. um, That was um, being torn down. So when they were the demo crews came in there, they said we they said that we can take anything we want. So we, we went in there. What'd you get? <laughs> and we got like the props that were like if you watch the movie, <laughs> the, on the walls that says Hollywood and the big star. Yes. And and all of you know. So we got all of that those items and we we um oh, use them in our store in our in our restaurant and we even like um I, I took lane 16 and i turned that one into the bar you know so we take, totally took the, the whole thing and made this really super long bar that was lane 16 of uh of the, of the hollywood bowling lanes you've done some really exciting work well thanks thanks it's, uh, I mean, just just being responsible for designing Wolfgang Puck restaurants worldwide is pretty huge. Yeah, no, that was my big break, you know. In when um, when I um, you know talking about you know turning lemon into lemonade. So when I had uh, started working, you know, in the early '90s, that we kind of went through another recession, and um, you know, I took a job working for um, Wolfgang Puck. Um, as their in-house architect, I actually worked for the food company. And, um, you know, at, at first I, w- I took a job. It was kind of like a, a job that I took to hold me over until, you know, the plan. My wife and I were going to move to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and I remember kind of being thinking, it's like, God, I can't believe, you know, I'm an architect, but I'm working for a food company, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, it didn't, didn't seem like, you know, you know, I should be working for a big architectural firm, you know, yes. doing some stuff, and I'm, you know, and I'm doing something not even work for an architectural firm. Right. And um, so, uh, you know, I kept working, working there, and we were doing, um, they were rolling out some the fine the casual dining concepts. And um, so, as I, as I was working, and I, um, you know, uh, was you know, obviously working with Wolfgang Puck and his wife Barbara Lazaroff. Um, I started to realize the potential of this job as being, you know, the way for me to be able to start my own business, which yes. had always been my dream, you know. And Perfect. so, um, and so I then I so you know, half a couple of years into it, I you know, I started really trying to nurture that relationship to be able to um, to allow <laughs> to allow me to go on my own, and then to be able to um, um, you know do work. Do some of the work for them as my own, on my own, and um, uh, in '96, um, Wolfgang uh, decided that they were going to uh, close the Sunset, the original uh, Spago and Sunset, mm-hmm. and open a new one in Beverly Hills. And so I, you know, I saw the opportunity. Um, of course, um, I needed, you know, it needed them to see the opportunity, <laughs> and. Uh, um, but, and, uh, you know, they wanted me to work on the project, but 
it was uh, it was a you know private investment group that wasn't related to the company, the business I was working for. So technically, I wasn't you know I, sh- I wasn't allowed to work on that project. Oh, so no I took the big le- leap and I quit my job <laughs> I, before I even knew that I had spotted the project. Made myself available, and, um, and then they they hired me. <laughs> That's perfect. It's so brave. Sometimes we have to do things really radical, you know. Yeah, my wife about killed me when I came home, and I told her I quit. <laughs> she was like, "You did what? You, did and you what? don't even have the project yet." And I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I think I'm pretty confident that I that I'm going to get it." Look and at you. Um, so, but you know, and it turned out to be. I mean, uh, the 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 uh, Spago was like one of the most anticipated new restaurants that was going to open. And so, you know, talk about a springboard of a project to be able to, um, to start your career on. Um, It really was, you know, the, the big break that, um, that I got that um, all of a sudden, you know, put, put me on a different level as far as um, competing with other architects doing restaurant work and, and that and that brought on you know a whole slew of work that um, really going from you know never running a business and not knowing how all of that how that all works to you know to be able to you know build a build a business and do high profile projects. Unbelievable. We have to wrap up soon, but do you have some advice for people that are trying to find themselves? And because one thing that really stood out for me, what you just said, is you went into something totally different. I mean, you just kind of just kept going and going, and then you paid attention to the little things that were started to happen. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's basically seizing on opportunities, and um, you know, when something when something doesn't go out the way that it works that you planned it, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get to go to Harvard, you know, but guess what? I have okay. a much better career now, you know. I sure do. I, I, people won't even know that if I, you know, that I had a Harvard degree now. I mean, people don't ask me what kind of, where, no. where my education is, but they actually ask me about my work, you know. Of and course. I think that, um, that, you know, when you, when something is thrown your way, I'll always, you know, use the lemons into lemonade um, analogy mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you, you find out what, it, what the position is that you're in that you might think be it's negative, and you look for the positives out of it, and you look at what you can make out of it, and um, and and you focus on those details, and um, and they they will eventually would be um, you know what becomes you know what can what can turn turn your funk around. Perfect. I want to thank you so much, Stephen, for joining us. This has been really no interesting, problem. really great. I'll uh, I'll send you a link to the show, uh, you know, in a few hours. And best of luck. Hope to meet you sometime. Okay. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Right. We were chatting with Stephen Francis Jones, architect for the Wolfgang Puck Food Company. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up on my blog. Probably not till early this afternoon because I'm taking over the reins here for Sheldon as he recovers from knee knee surgery. And I'll be hosting Cure for the Blues at 10 o'clock. But coming up after the break, I have another very special guest, Johnny Schillerif, founder of Element and recent TEDx Orange Coast speaker, coming up in just a bit.